0: Why is the antihero becoming so popular in modern Western media? In fact, why has the antihero changed in its nature? Let's talk about that as we watch our culture stray further every day. Howdy, Jonathan Fiala for Further Every Day, sitting in the chair of hosts and also today occupying the chair of uh, philosophy. But to my right, once again, I got CJ. How's it going? Very good.
1: Very good. Happy to be here.
0: Glad to have you in the chair of theology dealing with why we believe what we believe.
1: Absolutely. It's important to everything that we do in our life and being successful.
0: Through the biblical lens. Amen. And of course, that biblical lens, if it's properly enforced, will have you with a good philosophy. And to the left of the chair of philosophy, we got Miss Nikki. How's it going?
2: Good. How are you?
0: Doing all right. Glad to have you in the chair of culture.
2: Yes, I'm ready for culture. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and to her left, we got Steve.
3: Yes! I'm here today. With the energy. With the energy and again, the chair of politics. man. And I've got the same shirt on. Yeah, it's, so, and we can And I'm going to be politically incorrect. As always. And I might even put on the tinfoil hat. I don't know. What? But, <laughs> you never know with Steve. If you want me to.
0: Tell the comments. Tell us in the comments. Give us a like for Steve's tinfoil hat that he's not wearing right now. Uh, moving over to Charlie. He, he worked the hard on this. Moving
1: over yeah, to I Charlie. Did. That
0: Took a while to build that. In the chair of economics. Yeah, How's it going? Good. Down there. Good, good, good. Glad to have you there. So let's, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and read this. And this is an article. It, link in the description below. I'm not going to make you go do it, Mr. Producer. I'm just going to read it real quick. Uh, this is, you can find this uh, article. <sighs> I forgot to annotate. Go ahead and pull up the article. Uh, while he's doing that, I forgot to annotate uh, who it's from, I guess. No, no, no. I got it. Shadi Nimen in the University of Manitoba on the issue of the antihero. What is the antihero? Well, quote, consider antiheroism as a response to modern man's uncertainties about traditional values as and as a feature of modernity's zeitgeist. Modern antiheroism— That's a big word. It is. We'll, we'll break it down in a moment. Modern antiheroism captures the sensibility associated with modernism with its attempts at cultural renewal— that's important and ranges between the low mimetic and ironic mode. Okay, that's a long explanation. That's, for, that's a short explanation for a very long article. Thank god you thank god you didn't have to read it for an um,
3: anti-hero.
0: But the short version is we are throwing out the anti-hero of old, the Greek tragedy anti-hero, and instead we're putting in the un- misunderstood villain who actually is doing what they do because they've got good reasons. They just might do evil things in the meantime, and we're going to glorify them for doing evil things in the meantime. What do I mean by the original Greek reference? Who in here has heard or studied the antihero before today?
1: I mean, I, I know, I've heard of the antihero, but I can't say that I've studied I've never the antihero. Really studied a so the
0: Greek hero. Greek tragedies. Any of y'all ever consumed Greek tragedies? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. What always happens in the end for like Macbeth? Macbeth is a perfect example of an of a original list interpretation of the antihero modality. Yeah. So Macbeth is a sympathetic character. He's someone who who's suffer, he's suffering from these horrible decisions. And he makes all the wrong ones, partly with his wife. His wife is a huge push. And by the way, men, women, your spouse, big deal. They can push you to do evil things or righteous things, right? So Macbeth is a good example of an ancient Greek hero. You have Oedipus. I won't get into that. Uh, You have a lot of men who pursue, and women who pursue what they think is right, and it ends in death because what they did was evil. Modern examples of this are... Walter White. Any of you in here uh, watched Breaking Bad, or have you, you've heard I, of it? I've,
3: I've heard of it. Yeah, no. What's it. the short? W-
0: what's the short version of it? The, the 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 whole arc for Walter is what?
1: Well, he's a drug maker, isn't he?
0: He starts off okay. I can you, that he's his his
1: his a school teacher. He's a school teacher.
0: He's a school teacher with financial problems, right? And he's diagnosed with cancer. He doesn't have enough money to feed his family. His family's going to be in a lot of trouble when he dies. So what does he start to do? He's presented with one bad option after the other, and he picks the worst one every time, where you have this nice, caring family man who loves his family. He's a little bit anemic. He's a little bit of a pushover, but he does love his wife. He does love his kids. And he's he's got a disabled son. And how is his disabled son going to make it through the world without him, is what he's thinking. He's got cancer. It's terminal. So what's he do? he starts to cook meth. Right. And he actually conscripts one of the worst kids in his class to help him Mm -hmm. make meth. And as the story goes, he gets pushed into these situations where he has to slowly assassinate one person after the other until he loses his very soul. He becomes so morally bankrupt that his wife does not recognize him. She leaves him even though he's leaving her with $80 million in cash. He's saying, "I did all this for you. I did all this for the family. I'm gonna die." And she goes, "But at what cost? Where are you? Who are you? The best meth cooker in the city." Yeah, basically. Yeah, right. <laughs> like that. That's so. He's he's a uh, uh, Heisenberg. Is the, is the
1: probably here. more like the best, the most connected. <laughs> but well, he is. But the in best. the
3: end, he is the best. Best meth cooker in that show though yeah yeah
0: yeah he is he He makes the finest grade along with the student that that he co-ops and corrupts by the way as he corrupts that young man that young further who was already corrupt that young man starts to see the consequences of the actions and he becomes a better person because he sees the tragedy of his teacher so you have this really interesting story but in the end walter white dies just like Macbeth. You have The Sopranos, one of the most fam- any of you all in here heard of the show The Sopranos? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a mobster show. I didn't watch it because, frankly, I couldn't get past how—it's a hard show to watch. But guess what happens to Tony Soprano at the end? Spoilers. He dies. He dies at the hand of his best friend in the life of—so the... that's a typical antihero where you see them living through life. But let's name some antiheroes. Can, can anyone here name some off the top of your head?
1: Well, I think if you're bringing up shows, shows, I would say the most relevant in today's day right now would be Yellowstone. Because... But, I think
0: but that's a good example of, of, of the tragedy that occurs Deadpool. when you do that. Deadpool. Let's talk about some bad examples. You're right. And we could go into Yellowstone. But Deadpool, Punisher, Joker, Maleficent. Maleficent Cruella says, Mr. Producer, absolutely, Mr. Disney boy over there. He's correct, though. Those are good ones. Uh, Iron Man was originally written as an anti hero. Was he really? Originally in, in the comics, but they decided that he'd be uh, yeah, much he better. Was. He'd be much better as a bad man turned into a good one. By the way, I think it's a stronger story, but anyway, that a, that's another side. Loki. Batman was let's originally written as, as an anti hero. As an anti hero, yes. So. We've got a bunch of different ones that they ultimate. What do all of those have in common, though? Like, so Yellowstone, Breaking Bad, and and uh, uh, The Sopranos all have tragic ends that happen. These people go through hard times because they do evil. But look at look at Joker, look at Deadpool, look at these others. They triumph. Let's look at where this leads. Mr. Producer, go ahead and cue up uh, clip number one. It's going to be the intro for a new show. This is a show that's, I say new show, it's it's actually an old show. It's been around for a while, but Amazon recently purchased it and breathed a new life. This is a cartoon called Has Been Hotel. Now you can play it.
4: Upon a time, there was a glowing city protected by golden gates known as heaven. It was ruled by beings of pure light angels that worshipped good and shielded all from evil. Lucifer was one of these angels. He was a dreamer with fantastical ideas for all of creation, but he was seen as a troublemaker by the elders of heaven, for they felt his way of thinking was dangerous to the order of their world. So he watched as the angels began to expand the universe in their ways. From the dust of earth, they created Adam and Lilith, equals as the first of mankind. But despite this, Adam demanded control and Lilith refused to submit to his will. She fled the garden. Drawn in by her fierce independence, Lucifer found her and the two rebellious dreamers fell deeply in love. (gasps) Together, they wished to share the magic of free will with humanity, offering the fruit of knowledge (laughs) to Adam's new bride, Eve gladly accepted. By
0: the way, it's not knowledge. But this
4: gift came with a curse. Of good and evil. So with this single act of disobedience, evil finally found its way into Earth. With it, a new realm of darkness and sin and the order heaven had worked to maintain was shattered. As punishment for their reckless act, heaven cast Lucifer and his love into the dark pit he had created, never allowing him to see the good that came from humanity. Only the cruel and the wicked, ashamed Lucifer lost his will to dream, but Lilith thrived, empowering demonkind with her voice and her songs, and as the numbers of hell grew, so did its power. Threatened by this, heaven made a truly heartless decision: that every year they would send down an army, an extermination, to ensure hell and its sinners could never rise against them. But Lilith's hope remained. And her dream was passed down to their precious daughter, the princess of hell. Don't worry, mom. I'll make you proud.
0: Okay. Thank you. Oh, boy. So, uh, if you're still with
1: us, let's break break some of this (laughs) down.
0: Let's break some of this down, because what we first see here... Well, first, okay, I want to get everyone's reaction. (laughs) I want to get... (laughs) Breathe.
1: It's okay. (laughs) Breathe. (laughs) Well, you know, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking... I I mentioned this Mm. in one of the other podcasts that, you know, (laughs) if you want to make a difference in the world, you can't be indifferent. And I think it's important to realize as Christians, while personally, what I just saw is just horrific horrific full of heresy scary to the to the idea that kids are watching this we have to we have to remember why does this even come about and and, and if we don't understand why someone would make something like this we do not have a way to reach them with the truth and so While that was beyond my own comprehension, at the same point, you have to remember who created it, who the target is, and then you have to go from the standpoint of why would people consume this? Now, how do I deliver the message of God's love and goodness to them with that
2: backdrop?
0: So what was your first gut reaction when you saw this? You've already seen this. But what was your first gut reaction? No, it was the first time i seen it. Oh, is this his?
2: I, I did not watch it. Okay. Um, well, I noticed that there was no mention of God. It was angels in heaven. And it was heaven was heartless. So they can't mention God. No. They can't mention God. So really all it, it, it really is is a bunch of God's. They're really demonic gods, are really what it is. And they're telling a story, but it really doesn't reflect God himself. They're making it sound that way. But to the uneducated person, they're going to buy that. To an educated person, scripturally, who's educated. To a
1: child who's watching this,
2: yeah, it, what
1: do they see? They that's see.
2: exactly what they would see. Yeah, you're right. An but uneducated... it's not for children.
0: But it's not for children. But it's not for children. That's what I've heard from so many what people. It, the, point,
2: the, the point of the whole thing... And I'm going to go off the rails here a little bit. Go for it. I need a generation to understand we're not going to worship a higher God. I'm going to break down the basis, the principles of your society. When I break down, which starts with the family, when I break that down, that means that I will have control because without family, without that family unit, Society doesn't function well. Independence means I'm going to start worshiping myself, my desires, my wishes, my dreams, my, my, my. And then Satan gets a foothold in there to your life because there's always more that you're going to be grappling with. It's a good segue for the Antichrist because it takes your mind off of There's a higher God that I have to answer to.
0: And you don't know it yet, but you actually teed up something really important about the family structure. Uh, Just spoilers, by the way, if you are a watcher of the Husband Hotel, Charlie's uh, girlfriend is an angel and lies about all of that. By the way, just saying, break up the family, lesbianism, Mm. and with a demon of hell with an angel of heaven, just to make it even harder to— not not me yeah right right female charlie charlie's but (laughs) called charlie Uh, first first gut reaction steve
3: well when i first saw this and it's this is like my second time to see this and i still have the same reaction was was that hmm this is aimed towards young people who like anime and is this like a Government derived type. It's a psyop, guys. Well, <laughs> not not as as far as that goes, but in a any Christian type thing to where uh, Satan is starting to make his move forward to get people to. Come against Christians because Absolutely. if you look at that, that is just pure anti-Christian mm-hmm. stuff that people believe in God, and it is just—it's
0: not—it's not government. By the way, these are independent animators. Here's the thing: when you let culture become so morally bankrupt, mm-hmm. when you let them become so morally bankrupt, and and you and we don't have a good theology and philosophy, and we're not dominating the culture people will independently make rubbish like this there doesn't even need to be conspiracy on man's part but you're right it is from the enemy of our souls yes
3: and it's aimed straight at people who enjoy anime and that starts at around what do you say 10 11 12 years old that age and then goes up into people who are into their 20s and enjoy anime extremely
0: yeah. you you, no, so, you watch so,
3: any kind of anime at all
0: actually i, w- I would say there's, there's that a that's whole... not anime yeah. but 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 but, f- but the the definitely the cartoon aesthetic yeah yeah that people, c- people enjoy cartoons cartoon edgy type cartoons. stuff you know edgy where cartoons. it's uh, there's anime and then there's this edgy cartoon yeah, thing that we see going and, on there you know uh, man, Which some people not say not edgy i say crappy but it, uh, it, <laughs> it, it's adult and, cartoons you know yeah, it's adult cartoons it's adult cartoons
2: and right there is a Oxymoron.
0: <laughs> well, unfortunately, true. the boomers—the boomers—raised kids God who and never and grew up. Uh,
2: but, uh, this is true.
0: But
5: moving on to Charlie, I, I just, couldn't even listen. I—it's too listen, hard. Listen, guys, that—that that right there is unequivocally from the pit of hell. Literally. Period. Literally. Period.
2: But it's glorifying. And the thing hell. is, it's, it's actually glorifying Yeah. Hell. Right.
1: Yeah.
5: If you understand anything about your Bible. You will understand that angels have no creative power. Correct. That's number one. Number two, they are not the ones that came and made a decision about Satan. That was God and him alone. It wasn't, it wasn't left up to a majority vote. Um, all those in favor, no. No, that's not how that happened.
1: And Lucifer did not have creative ideas that were greater no, than the grand design of God. Not.
3: <laughs> and there was <laughs> right. no Lilith, and he, and well, so Lilith, have,
0: Lilith comes out of Lilith is Eve. No, 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 no. L- Lilith comes out of the Judaic mysticism that there was a, uh, a woman oh. created before Adam. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh so, 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 okay. Real quick, real quick. For those who don't know, does anyone here know who Lilith was? No. No. Okay. So yeah. in Judaic mysticism, they believe that there was a first wife of Adam who was thrown away because she turned away before Eve did. And she turned after Satan. So there actually is like a little bit of Jewish mysticism that is... I'm not going to say accurately represented, because it, it, it's not really, but they're definitely playing off it in the same way that ha- Satan was indeed cast out of heaven, uh, just as you saw there, not by angels, but by God. Lilith's interjection in here is very much similarly misrepresented, but definitely there. So what you're saying it, is that... It's not a big Jewish belief. No, it's more from the mystic side of things. Like right. You know how, how, ca- how some ca- Catholics, most Catholics know... But some very few Catholics have like a a Wiccan witchcraft like kind of tie in. There's like a small subsect of Catholicism that does right. that, right? It's the same sort of thing for for for, for the Jewish religion. There are there's like a small weird offset that has like this one little weird idea uh, with with the mystics and Lilith and whatever. But
1: well, I I just was it just goes to show that even
0: even you know, I'm sorry,
1: <laughs> just go. Did you know Jesus was a Jew? Right. And even the people that Jesus came for, we see this in scripture, but they twist it because there is this desire in the world to have something other than God, because I have to have something other than God if I want to be my own person, have my own independence and have my own authority.
2: You know, so, the contradiction in all that is two independent people coming together to make a union. Two independent people don't make a union.
0: Yeah. No. You've got to have a third uniting part, <laughs> and that's and that's God. But that's, uh, again, if we want to talk about yeah, marriage, the, we, we should today. But God. more on the issue of the, the antihero, just going to it. With Deadpool, like, by the way, I, I actually enjoyed what I've seen of Ryan Reynolds' uh, Deadpool. I didn't go watch the movie. I don't own it because it's just— I'm not going to dignify it, but I will say something. There is something fun in watching a rogue do roguish things and have roguish charm. There's something, there's an appeal to that. But if you carry it to its logical conclusion, this is where you end up.
5: I was going to say, when you take a look at this particular clip that we just played, and when you take a look at Disney, who is more gifted at this at the moment? Because let me tell you something, what you just said is spot on right. When you follow this all to its logical conclusion, what are we going to be producing? Stuff that is directly trying to revise what morality
0: is. So that's what we talked about last week. We talked about the issue of why we're deconstructing the prince charming narrative really it, it comes down to we're just dis- de- deconstructing christ yes we're deconstructing yes. the valuable stories that look and rhyme they have a rhyme truthful storytelling has a rhythm and a symmetry with the bible okay if it's truthful storytelling if it's written through the lens of truth and righteousness even if it's done by a pagan it will rhyme and have symmetry with the themes that we can derive from the Bible, with the, with the spiritual truths that we can pull forward.
5: I th- in and John Arthur, I think the way that you said that was really good. Because folks, if even if you're not Christian, even if you don't believe in God, think about this for a moment. Why is it that we have gone from um a a, a culture that has produced uh, movies and in in shows that rhyme with the Christian narrative, and now we're spending an awful lot of time and money on movies that are breaking that down. You need to ask the question: Why, why, why are we going from traditional morality to what we see Absolutely. today? Absolutely, and I think when you dig in that, you're going to come up with the question that really begs a bigger answer. So, is God real? Well, that's that's, what, that's that's ultimately what he's th- trying to get to. But but the whole thing is is if you're if you're not a Christian and and you go and you watch this kind of thing and you're watching it with a critical eye, you're what you just said is exactly right. We are deconstructing Christ. Let's
0: look at how they do that in this other clip. And I want you guys to pause. Say pause. And Mr. Producer, you just gonna have to be ready to just hit that pause button real quick. Uh and we're gonna deconstruct the deconstruction of heaven. It's gonna be five minutes of oh. hell. I mean uh uh yeah, hotel.
5: just about.
1: So, so in your in the last ep- episode, last podcast, you mentioned how your dad had, had this thing about yes. pausing you're about to experience it here. You're with, about, yeah, you're, you're going to get about ten seconds in, and I'm going to nail it. All the rest of us just sit back, sit back. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and okay. keep it to the start,
0: <laughs> Mr. Producer, and uh, make it live for us, please. So this is okay, Charlie goes to court root. in heaven, and so they are. So Charlie, so j- just so you understand, the daughter of say, of Lucifer and uh, Lilith, is running this hotel. That's the objective is to sanctify demons. And people who have fallen out of heaven and make them righteous for heaven. Okay, so there's a, quite a few things that we can break down on that all on its own. You're not going to want heaven <laughs> if if you have rejected God. God's not gonna there's not going to be a single person in hell who says I wish I was in heaven. Not a single one of them will want to be in hell either, but they will not want to be in heaven. They'll, they've rejected God. They don't want that intimacy in and that. And I don't that know. I, mean, the, no, the, I the rich man, <laughs> the rich man wanted heaven. No, he didn't. No. You he actually didn't. Look look further. He never asked. You're making an assumption. He in a in a in a from a moral high point goes, "Well, tell my brothers that da-da-da-da-da. he never said I'm sorry." He actually asked Lazarus to well, descend into hell.
1: That's true. With you know, him. All he said was I want I want a dip. That's yeah, this, and he asked Lazarus true. to yeah, come I to just, hell. I, we he had like, this debate my, this <laughs> last
0: week, and, and so, so tell so. my brothers
3: not to do what I did. Yeah,
0: it, but yeah. He, he asks for them to send Lazarus to hell, just for a moment to give him a dip of water. I'm I'm sorry, he doesn't want God. No, no that he doesn't I, want God and the and the value of heaven. He for, wants yeah. relief, but that's a different issue. That's a different yeah. So. Sure. So what they're focusing on here is, they're focusing on, well, what if you could change? The Bible says you cannot come unless he calls. And there's going to come a day where he stops calling, and that's biblical. There's a point where you set your face against God, and you will no longer be called. So, but starting with that premise, let's go ahead and start this clip, pause it along the way. We're going to react to it, and uh, pause it whenever you need to.
5: This is going to be fun. (laughs) See?
4: on your checklist Pause. he was selfless he
1: stopped you can't get what? to heaven on works <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah there's there's no checklist
5: <laughs> yeah yeah play 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 another yeah, just don't, in A couple of moments you you so rai rai the producer guy you can movie movie. leave that right there don't worry about what this is going to be a 2 hour episode yeah it is yeah, yeah but yeah just keep going keep going
4: ...stops nifty from stealing and he stuck it to that mothman. Uh well uh then why isn't he here then? Yeah. Why isn't he here?
0: So why isn't the sinner in heaven? Wait. Because what? he did two when or three things you right.
4: I know what gets someone why into do they heaven. Have this questioning stops now. Pause. We know when a...
0: Okay. So starting off, the way the the way the show has dealt with this is there is no god. There's only, like you said, demonic spirits. So, the next thing that they get into is they say, "You've she, this person has checked off your checklist. They've done everything good." By the way, by the way, is is that is that biblical?
5: You just alluded to no. Why? Why is that not biblical?
1: You can't get your salvation is not of works for
5: by grace are you for saved grace. through faith like, and that not of yourselves it is a gift of man not of works gift of god lest any man should boast
2: but lord lord we prophesied in thy name we did this we did that and jesus said
5: depart from I me
2: i never, never knew.
0: knew you so so instead instead we have this alternative which is being presented by the way as on some level as accurate of christianity to a lot of people, I'm, I'm I'm saying maybe the show creators put out a disclaimer and say, we know it's not accurate. We know what you're doing. You're you're, you're enjoying writing a story at the expense of Christians. misleading people. This and is intentional.
2: People. This isn't. This is, is not accurate.
0: They can say whatever they want to say, but it is intentionally misleading.
2: It is. Is,
1: the, is this like a court? Late they're yeah,
0: at. Yeah. So this is the court of heaven. So, so then
1: that right there is a, the allusion to public opinion.
0: Correct. And so they're all there by a public opinion. And then Sarah, for short for Sarah Fem, is the, is the angel who's speaking now. It says, this stops now. We know when a soul arrives uh, in heaven, and that's all we need to know. So go ahead and play that real quick. Mr. Producer's Rebellion. We know when they pass divine judgment. It is our job to ensure these souls are safe.
4: But she was right, Sarah.
0: <laughs> okay, she stop it. I can't, I, 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 I can't do the musical. But they have a whole musical where the angel, this angel here, this young angel, and the daughter of Satan stand up to the head of the court, Sarah. Okay. That's all we need to see. I can't. I forgot there me, was a musical. Let me just, I can't like, take anymore.
5: Uh, yeah. And, and let me just say one more thing about the music aspect. It's, it's smart. It, Who's Lucifer? Oh, no. Who's Bingo. Lucifer? Lucifer is the one that was gifted in the musical area. Yeah. Guys, when you're watching a movie, when you are watching a TV program, pay attention to how appealing, and I mean appealing the music is. Yes. Now Please tell be- me that Let It Go wasn't appealing. Please. I dare you. It was well written? It was it, it was extremely well
0: written. And by the way, animation aside, I, I have a particular disdain for the CalArt animation garbage that comes out. And I understand that it was under budget. So I have a lot of appreciation for what they were able to accomplish with their budget, even though they're doing hellish things with it. Uh, I, I can't appreciate that. The music and the script are really good. By the way, that, that one person who was—the who was, uh, the prosecutor was Adam. The prosecutor you saw who had that demon- mm-hmm. his, his demonish face was Adam. And uh, before the end of that episode, Adam gets the crap beat out of him by Satan. I watched a little bit of it, so you guys didn't have to. Um, I, it's, those are Wait, I don't know how you could stomach it. I, I, it was hard. I just can't. It was hard. But I think that you have to
5: accurately understand something before you critique oh, it. Oh, I'm, I'm I not. Uh, let me be clear. I, I'm not casting any type of judgment. No, no, no. I know uh, you uh, are. And in, in, in the thing is... Sometimes, yeah, I, I'll leave it. I'll boy, I got this thing has got me so stirred. I, th- I think there's a
1: there has to be this understanding that uh, I like how my pastor puts it. You don't have to lift up the sewer lid to know that that it stinks, mm-hmm. but we also have to recognize that we live in a world full full of sewage. Yeah, and I think that's that's a struggle for. on on two ways for a lot of Christians. One is I can't do this. I got to be completely separate. I got to be out of this. And the other is I'm strong enough. I can handle it. I can be involved in all of this and and it doesn't affect me, you know, and, you know, in the workplace, I'm around people that use lots of language. And so it's easy for me to watch something and be like, oh, it's got language in it. Well, it's no different than what I hear at work. But we have to recognize all of this still plays a role in how it affects us. Mm -hmm. And so there's this balance that must be struck between understanding that in order to reach the lost, we must be— near the lost, we must be with the lost, but at the same point, protecting ourselves under the, the umbrella of Christ.
0: We can't allow ourselves to be affected. And uh, Nancy DeMoss-Wakamuth recently said something in one of her uh, episodes for Revive Our Heart. She says, The busier you are—let uh, me edit that—the more filth you're around— the more you need to rest and abide in Christ. Mm, mm-hmm. The more time that you're spending in the world, the more time that you need to be resting in Christ. If you are being spiritually attacked, do not sit there on your own strength, as you were alluding to. Don't try to tackle this issue on your own strength. Spend time in the Word, because if we really believe that the Word of God is the, the fountain of all knowledge and wisdom, when we're, being, when we're under spiritual attack, It'd be a really good idea to go ahead and actually and you submit know, to that. And what's
3: interesting about that is is that there are those of us who get out and get in the world to help clean the world of the filth. In other words, there are those that get out and bring the world the word to people who need it and get into the mix of what Satan is doing. And, of course, you're going to get some filth on you, but that's where you have to learn to put yourself into the Word of God, which helps cleanse you.
4: You know, and,
2: it's it's sort of like being a parent, because when you are um, have a child, the child is born, and you have to do everything for that child. It's kind of correct. like... Discipling a a young born again Christian, that child's gonna mess his diaper, and you're gonna have to clean it up. It's gonna spit all over you. You gotta clean it up. That child doesn't know anything, and you are that that parent that is guiding, directing, and helping. But you're gonna get dirty, and I mean, in the
3: process,
2: yeah. And, and that's the same as as discipleship. If you are a Christian and you are trying to you know make an impact in the world, you're gonna have to change some dirty diapers. You're gonna right. have to clean up some vomit, you know. It, yep. it just it just is it's what it's gonna it is. get on
3: you and it you're is. gonna have to clean yourself and the thing to do that is immersion in the word. That's exactly right. And absolutely. that's what does it
0: absolutely totally agree. So
1: when you immerse yourself in the word. The spirit will guide you into the truth so that when you see the things of the culture, the antiheroes, right? The antiheroes, you can clearly understand whether it's right or wrong. You know, the the whole thing about entertainment, music or or video entertainment, these people, now some are intentionally, obviously this show being one of them, intentionally trying to come come against God. But I think there's a lot of creative producers, movie makers, et cetera, who are not making a movie with the intent of, I'm going to talk against God. I'm going to talk against this. I'm going to talk against that. I'm going to push my agenda. But what they don't realize is that the prince of the power of the air is using these things to influence others. And so we tend to find these antiheroes that, hey, look, I'm going to, I gotta I gotta save my disabled kid. I gotta make sure my family is taken care of. Yeah. And I don't know how to do the right thing and make the money that's necessary to do this, so therefore I'm gonna do the wrong thing for the right reason. My Sunday school teacher growing up used to call this situational ethics.
0: Yeah. Well, so and what what where I wanna steer away from, I, I really do think that like breaking bad. I I haven't watched the whole show, but I've watched a significant amount of it. What Breaking Bad does, is it at least gives you the consequences for it. What we've seen. Hear you. You can't hear me. No. Can you hear me, Mr. Producer? I, I can. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Maybe it's me. No. Okay. Good question. We'll fix it. What Breaking Bad does that Has Been Hotel doesn't, yeah. and where I think we've seen a divergence is Breaking Bad. Walter White makes bad decisions. And you see the natural consequences, what you would actually imagine seeing a man who became a drug dealer, a murderer, a monster, a mobster, and you see him die in that lifestyle, living by the sword, dying by the sword in just two to four years, whatever the timeline of the, of the show is. And, and he, he dies before his cancer takes him, as I recollect. Uh, fact check me in the comment section if I'm wrong. What we don't what we see with Hasman Hotel is no 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 our unrighteousness is actually righteousness? Righteousness, or even better yet, it's it, it is it is necessary, it is required, it's justified. Mm. There you go. That's the word I was looking for. Our unrighteousness is justified. And I think one is a valuable tool. The other one is is incredibly off base. And why has art changed that way? why do we think art has changed so significantly for thousands of years we've used the anti-hero to teach kids this is what happens when you go this way you might think Mm -hmm. it leads to life but in the end of that way is death
2: i think the bible points that out we live in a humanistic secular environment which is worshiping of self and the bible says in the end times they will worship the creature more than they they do the creator well, the creature understands I can't do everything, quote unquote, right? I probably have to take some shortcuts here because I have no superpower that's going to, you know, uh guide me through life. So, I have to take some shortcuts and we all know people aren't perfect, so we're going to justify that. We're going to justify. The only problem is this. You can't choose what going kind to of those decisions are going to be in your life. When you make a decision, there's always a consequence to the decision. If you talk, and and I remember this from many years ago, we had a um, a man from a police department. I don't know what a captain or he was, he was up there. And one thing he's, he shared was sometimes criminals get away from the law. We just don't have enough to charge them. We can't bring justice and put them in jail. He said, but I've been in the law enforcement industry for 30 years, and those that get away, that we can't bring in, that we can't prosecute, they don't get away from the hand of God. Yeah. He said their lives fall apart. They may not be in jail, but they are going to pay for the decisions they have made.
0: Even on this earth.
2: You will reap what you sow, but... Let's, let's change it up in the media and in the, the social environment, in the education. Let's make it look like, you know, everybody's going to be with some flaws, but it's going to be okay because we got to keep the humanistic, secular ideology in play. Otherwise, we have to answer to God.
0: Yeah. You have to glorify. You have to glorify the acts of man. So I, I want to go to the chair theology here. In the Bible we see documented a lot of men who and women who do evil things. And in fact some of them would actually if Hollywood got a hold of the script and decided they wanted to run with it, they would fit right into the anti-hero category. But as as we were talking about earlier as we kind of alluded to, what always happens to those men who are and women, who are some of those people? And what does God show us through their history about the natural consequences of sin?
1: Well, we talked about this a little bit earlier, in, in uh, I'm reading through Chronicles right now, and Chronicles is filled with the kings and the choices that they made, and almost every time the Bible introduces a new king, it's, it follows it up with this, they chose to walk in the ways of the Lord, or they chose not to walk in the ways of the Lord, and so you look at Ahab. Right, Ahab's a king. He chose not to walk in the ways of the Lord, and his wife was Jezebel. And Jezebel ended up being the kind of the ruler cuz Ahab was kind of a weak man, right? She kind of dominated and in the end every decision every time a king chose to do something separate from God, death followed. At some point Right now there were consequences throughout that period but for Ahab and Jezebel Ahab killed in Naboth's vineyard right Jezebel eaten by the dogs I mean in Naboth's vineyard am I wrong I might have one of them I might have one of them it might be Jezebel in Naboth's yeah. vineyard but but the the point being that both died yes right every t- Samson Samson did a lot of things for God, right? Going out and destroying the Philistines was what Samuel was created Samson. for. <laughs> Samson, sorry. Yes. Was what Samson was created for. The problem was is that he wanted to marry his calling with the very people that he was supposed to be destroying. And in the end, it destroyed him. Even though at the very, very end, right, he took more in his death than he did um as he was life. living, but how did he get to that point? He got there because he gave up what God had planned for him. And so um, anytime you choose to try and be your own hero in the scriptures always led to your eventual death.
0: And so I I, I think that's a really good contrast to what we see with, with you know, been Hotel is like an extreme example, but again, let's, let's talk, need I talk about, Deadpool or any of these other, you know, the Hulk where you basically you get if you actually read the comics, the Hulk is actually kind of a terrible entity. Kills a lot of innocent people. Yes. Right? But you 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 have a lot of these a lot of these folks who are, you know, Judge Dredd, Catwoman, someone who's who murders people, right? These are all people that we put up in a movie and they never some of these people never get justice. So what happens to the human mind? You know, the human mind is like a a sponge psychologically, right? Whatever goes in when squeezed, it will flow out. Right. The
1: Bible says that, right? What it's not what goes
0: into a man, but what comes out.
1: out, But it's we speak from the abundance of our heart.
0: Yes. Out of the overflow of the heart does the mouth speak.
1: And it's all about what do we put here? How much of it do we put here?
2: The Bible says that when we do not punish evil speedily quickly correct then evil will stay on the minds and the hearts of the people so and just, that's where that's what we're having today when you look at the the uh, we have president biden we have president trump okay they both found classified documents in both their houses one's going to be charged one's not yep <laughs> explain that to me
0: well it's actually President Trump and former Vice President Biden because that was when it, when it happened. But, correct. but, but, not gonna, mm. <laughs> mm. but you're correct. Even more so makes your point even stronger. It makes your point even stronger that yeah. one of them had no business doing it and the other one had the that, immunity to do it because he had those at his home because he was the president. But correct. all of that to say, you're 100% correct. When we are looking at the human heart, though, from a philosophical standpoint, when we are taking in, remember we talked about this last episode, assumptive truth claims that are laced and written into say something like has been hotel. How many assumptive truth claims did, did, did y'all pick out there? Probably more than you. Oh, can count. there was way more I than you could count on two a hands. Blue. A lot. It, Every it, sentence I, was, one. yeah, I mean,
2: <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah. Every the, the,
0: the, the whole thing was, was angled. And look, you can say but that's not really 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 christianity or you could say but it's not really aimed at kids and that's what they say is it's an adult cartoon guys who in here believes that only kids uh uh avoid adult cartoons or the kids avoid that adult- that was unequivocally oh, that was, made well, for kids oh yeah yeah teenagers. The, unequivocally teenagers, teenagers especially
5: look that that's like no, nope, I can't say it what okay okay Be- oh, no, Sean, well can, can
0: you can can you censor it so that we don't get in trouble or so don't?
5: that's that's like saying that somebody that that clearly has dementia doesn't have dementia, yeah, can I say it like that yeah i mean it, it it's just folks look this this is what I've been told by very wise people if it walks like a duck and it talks like a duck it must go ahead and go ahead and add in one more thing (laughs) if it if it looks like a duck it's a duck and i don't care if you want to call it a bear or a turtle or a porpoise if it looks like a duck and it walks like a duck and it talks like a duck you can bet it's a duck wow Sorry. I think we need so, to turn
1: the AC on.
5: Yeah, it, it, it's, it's getting, getting hot the AC in here.
1: Down. I mean, his he's his, his, his bald ducky. little head is getting a little red there.
3: Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think he's getting ducky. But but you, but you know what, quite John quite. Arthur, this
5: folks, I cannot emphasize this enough. You have got <laughs> you've got to watch <laughs> programs. I don't care what program it is. I I don't care if it's Yellowstone. I don't care if it's Deadpool. I don't <laughs> care if it's Snow White. I don't care what program it is. You have got to watch that with a critical eye. There is a message that is being sent, and it's aimed for your kids. Yep. Period. And for you, by
0: the way, to to and CJ's to point and to CJ's point, it is aimed at you. So just when yeah. you're from a philosophical standpoint, there's a lot of material out there that we can be amusing ourselves or musing over how about that there we go you can be yeah. not lack of thinking but thinking oh. over something whether it be the scripture whether it be just you know look there are godly stories out there there mm-hmm. are by the way there are pagan stories that have godly truths in them like snow white like sleeping beauty yeah. because they were at least pursuing truth when they when yes. the, the grim brothers were doing the thing they were actually providing by the way little mermaid the mermaid dies you know why she disobeyed her dad you know what disney did they made her live because it it, it was was not plushy marketable because you killed off the princess right you can't market a dead a dead a dead mermaid you can't market a dead mermaid it just doesn't look good you know with the two x's over the eyes it's hard to sell all that extra stuff afterwards yeah so with that said just remember there are things that you can look at that do mimic truth, but going over to the chair of culture—if
1: I could really quick, go ahead. On that. Yes, look at things through the critical eye, but we have to recognize something, and that is, it is the Christian church that will change the culture. But what has to, what is required, is that we get back to original design personal relationship with God to understand the truths of Scripture, to have our eyes of of knowledge and wisdom so that when we look at things, we can interpret it accordingly. And sometimes what happens is, while I I completely agree with we must look at these things through the eyes with critical eyes, we also have to understand that if we don't have the right worldview— we Correct. will interpret it incorrectly and say, "Oh, well, this is."
2: And that's what this is all how many, about. You, how
1: many churches take movies into the church and say, "Oh, look, this
0: is how this movie is pro- Let's professing watch, God." Fro- Let's watch Frozen. It professes God. I've seen that. So, and 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 let me just lay in real quick here.
5: I just want to say, I don't, I don't necessarily disagree with what he's saying there. My point in saying what I've been saying about watching it with a critical eye, for th- for those that don't have the proper. Biblical worldview, yeah. they can at least ascertain there's something nefarious going on in the background here. Correct.
0: That's all I'm saying. Correct, and I think we do. So it, it they're are two pieces of the same, two sides of the same coin. You have to have a good worldview, and you have to have a good understanding of the Bible. Yeah. So you you've got to have the ability to break down the enemy's worldview, and and I'm, I'm gonna say something. I have never had someone come up to me or to my father or my mother and say, you know what, your family is so judgmental of the way that we live our lives, and you guys are so harsh and so critical that, in fact, it has led me to believe that Jesus Christ, there might be something to him, and uh, your worldview is so superior, I'm glad that your condescension and hatred towards the things that I do have... uh, They've really just opened my eyes. Do what? I've never heard that. (laughs) What I have heard, what I have heard is people say, people have said this about my family, about myself, and I'm not, it's other words, not my own, okay? I've had people say stuff like, you know, your your family's different. There's something different about you. I believe that. And we didn't say, and we didn't say anything that was, we didn't even tell them about Christ, right? Some of them. Some of them mm-hmm. we did, right? And some of them, they're like, okay, we, we know you're Christians, but you get you're different than other Christians. Like, you actually believe this. One of them said, you actually leave this bleep, you know, (laughs) and, and, and there might be something to it. Like, can, can, can we get coffee sometime and talk about it? When the world sees us living differently in how we consume media, going over to the chair of culture, when the world sees us living differently, how is that more effective culturally, when we consume media, when we raise our kids, how's that more effective than someone who's saying, "Oh, you watch Disney? You let your kids watch Disney? How could you possibly let your kids watch Disney?" How does coming alongside them and walking with them and leading a life with them become more effective than say well, people, preaching at them?
2: People, when you when you reach out in love, whether you know they're Christian or they're not Christian, people love. People need a comforting word. People need true friendship. People need true kindness. And so, when you are living a, a Christian life in the Spirit, walking in the Spirit, you don't have to agree with their lifestyle to love that person. You you can love them even though that you know that you know they're not living a Christian life. Um, otherwise, if we only live christians who are living a christian life would be pretty lonely and certainly would not fulfill the great commandment that we have to go out and make disciples so um people know genuine kindness people know when you really care uh people know when you have a good deal of respect for them they know that and they're still attracted to that today that's they're always going to be attracted to that
0: And the reason I ask that question is some people are going to say, well, you guys are being harsh and judgmental about about all these movies. I, you know, Mm -hmm. I I, I, I can hear right now. I like Deadpool. I like what. Okay, okay, That's fine. I'm telling you there are better things to watch. If you want to watch that. Look, I do not want to force compel you to change. But I'm going to tell you why I believe the way that I do. And I, I, I firmly stand on why I believe what I believe. I'll bring it up with you. I'm going to lay it, and, and that's what we're doing in this podcast. We're just laying it out there for your consideration. This is what's true. You can do with that what you will. We we're, I think everyone in this group will give you the same love that God did when he said, you have free will. You can choose me or not. We'll all say, you have free will. We're going to lay the truth, and that's our job. Our job is not to badger you. Uh, how, how many of y'all know a Christian who badgers their friends about still watching mm-hmm. Disney?
2: I think John Arthur. I think we were. It's not good. We we need to go a little bit deeper. Is that you are enjoying the movies now? Many years ago, because I'm 58, at, I remember my mom was watching a series every week, and in one of Lonesome the series, dove. Oh, I'm sorry. no, <laughs> okay. I'm not going to say who it was. I'm not going to say who it was, but it was the hero of the show. And there is this really wicked, vile enemy in the show, right? Well, he always won. Uh, But in this episode, it was very disheartening to my mother is because he killed him in cold blood. It wasn't a shootout to protect myself. It was he went up to him and shot and killed him unprovoked. And my mother was horrified. Now we're talking this happened in the early 80s. She was horrified because that was morally wrong. So as a Christian, and you're watching these shows, and it doesn't bother you, there's been a moral shift. And that moral shift reflects the next generation. Correct. So what was acceptable in the 70s and the 80s as morally sound and right is no longer the case. Now we have a shift. And when we have that shift, it affects the church, philosophy, culture, the politics, and the economics. And that's where we're seeing all of it. And it's continually. See, the things that they're offering today were not acceptable 20 years ago. Satan has time. He's got to slowly open those doors. And it always goes to the church first.
0: So there was a gentleman in the 18th century by the name of Andrew Fletcher. And he said, let me make the songs of a nation. And I care not who makes its laws. That's correct. And... What Fletcher Fletcher was saying was exactly what you're saying. And so we're bringing this to you. Like, if you enjoy those movies, look, just putting it out there. that This is the way it psychologically is true. But I think we need to be careful. A lot of Christians get into the—they're so focused on what's right that they are not focused on saving the individual who's in front of them from— The sin that's besetting them. They're so focused on trying to teach that they're not willing to come along and support and disciple. There's a difference between being a teacher and a discipler.
1: Mm-hmm. How like many one? times does the teacher Which is why I struggle with some with using strong language sometimes? Because the reality of it is how many of us as, as Christians have a beam in our own eye? Yes. Because we're we're talking about this show. Right, but here's the reality of the situation: we probably could make an argument. I think I could probably make a legitimate case that television, as a whole, am, is probably not beneficial to the Christian. Yeah, uh, I would I, agree with that. But would, but I, am I, would, I stopping I, to watch TV? Yeah. Like, am, am I? Which so it's like well. We, Mr. Producer knows this.
0: I I, 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 accidentally watched Rick and Morty all the way through. I don't know how you do watch five how seasons did, of a show yeah, accidentally. Yeah. Accidentally, well, I was working. I, I, I had back to back hundred-hour work weeks, and I had something playing in the background, and it was on autoplay, and it happened to be. And I watched the whole thing, and I was like, I did not need that in my brain. <laughs> it was funny, but it was a so file. But, but it, it, in truth, it, all of us on some level are guilty of being amused. We, we We turn our brains mm-hmm. off and we and we just allow something to take over. There's nothing wrong with relaxing, right? But, I should have been watching Gravity Falls. but Mr Bruce says I should have been watching Gravity Falls. I've already watched it two times. It's two times too many, and it, it, it was fun though. it was fun.
1: but the th- but I think the thing that I guess I want people to to remember as they watch that or as they as they listen to what we're talking about here is we are we are all sinners. And we all make mistakes. Praise God for grace. The key Amen. for the believer. Amen. Do you walk with the Lord every day? And if you're not doing it every day, do you do it every other day? Like How, how, how much are we striving to keep ourselves close to God, to keep ourselves in proximity to God? As crazy as what this might sound, I find it necessary, even if you're a backslider, Right, you're not wanting. You're you're not wanting God. I'll tell you what, I sure hope you're still in the Word because at some point the Holy Spirit is going to get you because the Word of God is sharp and powerful than a two edged sword, and at any point in time the Word of God can impress upon you and convict you. And so I hope, and my, I I hope that people as they watch this understand you are loved. We all make mistakes. There is no critic. There is no judgment being passed. It's simply the, the mindset of. How should we look at things? How should we view things and keep in mind that we need to stay as close to proximity to God as we can?
0: Amen. And I, I think that's a good a good foundation that we should all be working off of. So to the chair of politics. A lot of people in have been trying to fight the culture war through legislation. And mm-hmm. and I'm looking at I'm looking at DeSantis. I'm looking at a lot of, look, you might think that, that was that was correct to go after Disney. I actually happen to think that it was right to pull those 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 uh, uh, offerings from the state to Disney uh, back. Yeah. I, I, I do. They should have never been offered in the first place. And that's and that and that, and, and that, that's where I'm coming from. But some people come from the perspective of we should be politically attacking our enemies on the culture war front. But there's a problem with that. If we do that, then they can do that to us. Right. And if that's the purpose, whereas Disney's removal, I think. There was a long-term problem with the way that that was set out, and DeSantis corrected it. Yes. Okay? So I I think we can all agree on that much. But the one thing I didn't like was attacking an opposition group from that perspective. In politics, we often try to go after the other side on the spiritual, cultural issues. Why is this more of an issue for the individuals and for the homes than it is for the politics as far as watching the depravity of of hollywood um
3: well for one thing it has a tendency to destroy the family i mean we end up seeing man look at look at how much hollywood affects people and how much it affects families you go through a time period of let's say sixties and seventies. Free will, free love, drugs, all of these things were going on. What started happening in culture a lot. Man, they started having all of this on TV. Of course it was it was going on in culture, but man, it really started going. Big hippie movement and all of this and man, it really started shebang really started getting out there. Then you have the 80s and the 90s time period going on. And now you got this time period of all this uh, social culture and social media thing coming on and people wanting to uh, use the FBI, the CIA, the IRS to, to go after people. Well, what are you, what are you talking about? That You're not supposed to use them to, to legitimately go after people in a wrong term and take, say, the president, use the IRS or the FBI and go after somebody to keep them from doing something that they're legally allowed to do.
2: But it's a threat.
3: Or they ATF. I'm glad you brought But what happens is, is these people get so yeah. wound up with legal fees that they're not able to be able to handle it, say, like somebody
0: like Trump, who has the yeah. money to deal with it. You, you saw that with Dinesh D'Souza. And I think yes. he was about to go.
2: Well, he brought up something because, you know, I I'm going to give a plug here. And for uh, I listen to Dutch Sheets on Give Him Fifteen every morning, and we pray for over America. And he brought up he's had a part um, several several days on revival and reformation. Now the Jesus movement happened between the sixties and the eighties, but also right. the hippie movement happened at the same time,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and a lot of those hippies got saved and, and yes, you're right big time free love you know and what they understood though was drugs and sex gave me pleasure and so the humanistic secular movement also began at about that time okay so his point was we did what mark sixteen fifteen said go into all the world and preach the gospel unto every creature what the church did not do was Matthew 28 19 and 20, and it's about making disciples, teaching them the word. But the humanists made disciples out of them.
0: Where do, the, where do they do that, Miss Nikki?
2: Social, well, they do it through music, education,
0: Through culture, school,
2: media, and, and they got, and now we have social media, you know, before it right. was just, but, and so now mm. you're entrenched. You're entrenched. And the reason they have to go after these individuals is because now the we have a generation that is so entrenched in humanistic ideas, self-actualization. I'm, you know, worshiping the creature more than the creator. Correct. And you're threatening me. You're threatening my ideology. And I have to silence you because you're going to put me back to where I have to be submissive and quiet. And, and so there we—that's where we are. We've made our ideas,
1: our identity.
3: <laughs> I gotta scream you out so I don't have to listen to what you say. That's yeah. right.
2: And I yeah. think I think when you go back, to, I was just thinking about this. The hippie movement was about free love. Now, and of course, God, I'm, I'm
3: going to say about that movement, not all of them were free sex and 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 drug addicts.
5: It, there There's, was a prevalence,
0: but not a. It was not a, a lifestyle.
3: There was a difference in the lifestyle. Some were really into drugs and sex, but there was a great many of them that weren't and got into the Jesus
0: movement. Hashtag not all hippies. <laughs> yeah, yes.
3: But you know, I think
2: I think you know the thing that they're really into. Oh, we just have to love everybody, and and I think that brought in also some of the issues that we have today. Is this, if you're against something, you hate them. And that right. I mean that's really bred deeply in. If you don't agree with somebody's behavior, you hate them. And
1: correct. And it goes back to what I just said a minute ago, which is we've made our ideas our identity.
2: Mm-hmm. hmm
1: And and the thing is, like we ha- yes, the the ideas that we have help shape who we are. But we have to remember we are created in God's image who we are as a person is different and, we have to value people regardless of their ideas and not be ashamed of it amen at all so moving over to the chair of economics because
0: the time is over for the for the day what should we do when it comes to Hollywood especially things like has been hotel and, and some of these other more depraved things that are out there how should we as Christians? Act and react to that. And also, speak to the issue of the value of your time.
5: Well, I think one of the things that CJ brought up a few minutes ago regarding a TV in the home. uh, Look, I know of people that don't have a TV in their home. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, if you want to find out how much you are dependent, and I'm going to use that word, dependent upon your TV, go ahead and take it out for 3 days. And tell me what what you what you feel. What about the phone? Oh, oh. this here? Yeah, what about the phone? I mean, I I've, <laughs> I've seen <laughs> a number of people. I've got I've got one in my own family. It is like it is the go-to mechanism. <laughs> and His mom y- is laughing right now. Y- yeah. <laughs> look,
2: not, My, not me. The, <laughs> I'm not the, not I know, I know, no, I
5: know, I know. The whole point of me making this this little nuanced thing is because we have become so dependent upon TV. And when we talk about Amuse, not thinking, that is the greatest moment of impact for the direction that we go when we think. Because we have pulled down the fences. Now we're just absorbing. Now we're just taking in and when you do that uh, think about this now if you watch 4 hours of TV a day that's going to the issue that Nancy Lee Demoss brought up it's well, it's she's spot on 28 hours a week 4 hours yeah. of how propaganda. much time how much in hours a year how much time are you
0: counterbalancing uh, and, and and you got to counterbalance
5: absolutely and can i just say that for for me when i was growing up We had three channels, but I watched a boatload of TV, to my shame. Guys, I'm telling you, if you want to see how dependent you are on a TV, take it out of your home for three days and just see the stress come over you initially. Leave it off for a week, a month.
0: And watch it all disappear. Do that with your cell phone too, because what you'll find is you'll find that you'll end up with a, something they call a dopamine detox. Yeah. And start to, like, I, I have rocked a, a dumb phone for all my life. I have a smartphone now for work, and I try to keep that thing away from my bed. You know, I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm trying to, like, regulate mm-hmm. my screen time because, I, and I'm thankful my parents didn't give me a smartphone as a yep. kid because it, it I've watched my peers. I've watched how it shaped their brains, and there is actually scientific research to support this. Smartphone usage has reshaped G- millennials and Gen X, uh, Z's brains, yep. uh, and even more so, Alpha. Alpha is unfortunately screwed. They are in so much trouble. They are in so much trouble because of the damage that's been done. So, last two sentence. Rap- two sentences. Uh, last thoughts. Wrapping up around the room. Uh, <laughs> on the issue of the anti-hero <laughs> right
3: <laughs> you got one left <laughs>
1: on the issue of the anti-hero know, know the truth No, no, know, know why you do what you do because if you don't hmm. understand why you do what you do you run the risk of being entertained and being okay with things that at its core is not what's best for you. Mm.
4: Mm.
0: So I'm going to build off of that. That was basically my, my, to an extent, what I was thinking. Make sure that you are asking questions about everything that is said. Question everything. By the way, I'll I'll say it. Question authority. Question God's authority. Please question God's authority and ask honest questions. And when you get the answers, the true answers, you will find that God is actually right. And His authority is, is there for a reason. So ask questions about everything, including God. Miss Nikki?
2: I, would, I pretty much agree with the same, the same thing. I think you need to ask yourself, are, what are you willing to compromise in your own personal walk with the Lord, but the principles of which you live? There's a lot of people who aren't even professing Christians, but they have a really strong sense of ethics that could not embrace a murderer as a, as a hero. And I think you need to ask yourself is, is this really good for society and how is this going to affect society? And it it never ends well.
0: Indeed. Mr. Steve.
3: Yeah. I'd just like to say that I think parents need to pay a little bit more attention to what their children are watching. Amen. Um, as far as whether it's cartoons, uh, any kind of TV shows, it doesn't matter what their children are watching because, you know, um, even even some parents might want their parents to pay attention to what they're watching because some of us older parents know exactly what's coming out of that boob tube. That's why they call it. We called it a boob tube it because made it means you a boob. Was so much. Mm-hmm bs that was coming out of it and there still is and the thing is is there's more coming out of it more propaganda more garbage that comes out of it and it's all about feeding you propaganda and lies i know this sounds off the wall and you know like a conspiracy theory but pay attention to what you're watching man and uh, because a lot of it Satan has his hand, and pretty much most of it, he all has his say in, hand in it, especially if it's coming from,
0: from apparently from Disney, Amazon, and Hollywood. So, and for those who don't know, Mister Producer, boob was not always a pejorative anatomical function. It, it made nope. someone who wasn't nope. very
3: smart. No, I'm not. Not what I'm You're talking right. about. I'm talking so. about in boob idiot.
0: <laughs> so, moving over to Mister Charlie,
5: <laughs> I think we we need to take a look at what we're watching how does it line up in a biblical perspective does the hero line up or does the anti-hero what was the purpose of putting in some of the anti-hero the way they did what what what's the gain in that and i think a, a bigger perspective a broader perspective is how does that line up against how things were presented 50 60 70 years ago that's those are major questions you ought to be asking and that those statements there are meant for those that really don't believe in god that maybe don't believe in 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 any type of christianity whatsoever for the christian i think you need to do what steve just said you need to wake up indeed indeed so if you liked that podcast,
0: like, comment, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. Thank you for over 200,000 downloads. Thank you for thank your you. viewership on YouTube. Rumble is a little bit down right now. we got to get that sorted out. We're having a little issue with the link with yeah. Rumble. We're talking with them on that. We'll get that going. But thank you all who are on Rumble. We appreciate you. If you dislike this podcast, as always, and please I, hit that dislike button in some multiple of two. And I'd just like to say, you know, guys, if you're out there and been watching this,
3: uh on YouTube or who, whatever channel, Man, go ahead and hit that subscribe button,
0: button instead of yep. just being a watcher. And make a—sharing is caring. Make a share. Yeah. Share <laughs> to someone that you like because the algorithm likes that. With that said, we love you all so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 All right. Bye. If you're still here. Oh. If you're still here, one last thing for you. <laughs> what is your favorite villain of in literature, TV, huh. movies, or whatever? You had time to think about this.
1: The,
0: all right. Yeah, Mr. It, producer, what was your favorite? I know you're ready. I have four. He
5: has four. No. Oh, one, my gosh. Four. One. 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 Like on
0: equal ground. Give
3: me no,
5: one. they're not.
0: No, one. Give me one. Blurred it. He can't think. You can't say four.
1: First one that came to mind. The thinker from the
0: flash. He likes the thinker from the flash. Okay. Uh. So he's a he's a guy who uh, is going to destroy the world because he thinks that mankind is basically corrupt. He wants to rebuild it in his own image and make it make it more intelligent. Did I get that about right? That's about right. Yeah, he wants to teach people. He wants to teach people how to do things correctly, how to think. Yes, how to think.
1: He's losing his humanity, and he wants control. It's the it
0: it's actually a poorly written Greek. Creek tragedy, uh, I would I would say, it's better than most superhero stuff, but actually the, the guy wants to become all-powerful and a benevolent dictator who tells people how to live, how to think in a world with peace, but as he does so, he becomes a murderous villain. He it's a good story. To,
1: he wants to take away emotion because he feels like without emotion,
4: people would be... He wants to take away emotion. More, yeah, people can't... More yeah. Yeah, progressive. Like, how far would we get if we didn't have family and people we love distracting us? He wants to take away love. He
0: wants to take away love and emotion. Correct. Correct. You thought of one?
1: No, I, I have a hard time. No, Miss Nikki, really.
0: Well, I'm coming back to you, Miss Nikki.
2: I would say uh,
0: most compelling villain, favorite villain.
2: They made Loki a likable villain. He was fun. I didn't watch the series on Loki. <laughs>
0: it, it's because Loki's good.
2: really bad, but but he really was a likable villain.
0: It's at, so Loki actually deals with the hideous part of Loki, like like his nature. And it turns it into a redemption arc. It's actually really good. She, so you really tell me that actually, guy. I would actually recommend Loki, the series. Okay. I, I, it's actually John Arthur approved. <laughs> uh, so <it's>
1: stand. <laughs> I don't want She so, stole my guy. Lo- Loki's fine. I
0: was going
3: to say Loki, too. Okay. Because when I've watched the, uh, you know, not the Loki series or whatever, but the other movies that he's been in, he just kind of is so deceptive... And it's is brilliant. always being deceptive and deceiving people, so that he gets what he wants, and then he gets everything going. And these, sounds you like know, a, just the, these sounds little like sounds winning. like Satan. <laughs> You've got a yeah, so, and he like does like women. Satan <laughs> does, real deceptive. I got that plan mm-hmm. working. I got this because I've deceived you, He's and I've deceived everybody, written. and he and he works like Satan does, and, and it's just you know, Mister
5: Charlie. I have none.
0: You have none. I, think, I have I can, none. I can vouch oh, for that. Uh, he, you, he don't, you don't. You don't. You don't have any villain that you think. Was I particular. do not.
5: I despise villains. You can't. You don't have one that was written in a compelling way. I despise villains. Yeah. I want them to be crushed. I want them to be eliminated. His son I didn't. want them to. I, and and let do, me tell <laughs> you, do you do, do you not have there's, a compelling villain? There's one Satan? Oh yeah. Uh, Look, there just, we go.
1: I I can't. I guess, that
2: you know, the thing that comes to mind is, like,
1: shh. Like, sh- oh. So <laughs> so, so I, I'll throw out two that I... I one. One. Okay, throw it two. Go. do Go, go okay. fast. First one is four, from right. X-Men. From X-Men. Okay. um The guy that does the metal... Oh, Magneto. 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 Right? You know, like, Magneto's really trying to protect the X-Men. Yeah. Right? his His...
3: Anti-hero type kind of guy.
1: His, his the way he wants to do it is wrong, right? But he really is trying to do it from the purpose of care, and I guess the other one would be like Fast, and, you know, Vin Diesel from Fast and Furious. I mean. He's all, he's wanting to do right, but you know, at, at the end of the day, he's, he's always just an
0: anti-hero.
3: They
1: had to make he him into a good guy uh, for some off-book
5: agency, right?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Because yeah, the first couple ones, you know, he's, he's basically just a bad dude. It, it's so bad for <laughs> so, me
5: that if if Nikki and I have w- want to watch a movie and I haven't seen it, I ask her, "Did the bad guys win?" Because if they did, I'm not watching it. So I, I, I'm taking yeah. a very different tack than everyone in here, uh, Colonel Hans Lambda.
0: Is my favorite villain because I think he's the most compelling villain Hans-Lambda. ever written. Oh, uh, I got a new. I know what
1: it is. I know oh, a on third one, right in the middle of mine. Go. I'm sorry, but go. but you like this, uh, Sergeant Schultz from Hogan's Heroes. <laughs> okay,
3: <Anti-hero.
2: laughs> so you have to go, who is this guy? So
0: Colonel Hans Lambda. Let me let me explain. Let me explain who Colonel Hans Lambda is. He's the best written villain I've ever seen. Uh, G- he's in the G. film. G. Joe. He's in the film. I wish we had a beep button. He's in the film with Brad Pitt and *Glorious Bastards*. Okay, I know. Okay, it's a okay. World War II film, and yes. the first scene, the opening mat, is this Nazi walks in and into a French farmhouse, and he's looking at all the all, all, looking at the family, and he talks to the to the man of the house, and he goes, you know, he says it's a nice house and lo- lovely children, and he says, uh, uh, you know, he says, well, you know, there, there's some people in this country who are destroying this nation. And they're destroying from within, it's a it's a cancer, it's a corruption. He's talking about Jews. And he goes on and he, he eloquently describes his worldview. And then he says, They're not worth your family, are they? You're a good man. You protect your family. Where are they? And they're beneath the floorboards. Lambda yeah. then commands his men to kill everyone who's beneath the floorboards. The reason I think that's the that's my favorite villain. Is because, not because I like him, not because I, it's because he's well-written. He's thoughtful. That is what evil is. Evil is a man who has ideas, dreams, loves his family, loves his country. He's not some cartoonish, eyepatch Nazi hanging outside of a tank, cutting, cutting people's heads off. He's a human with real motivations who believes in a cause. That is a villain. That is a villain. And I think that we have done so much to undermine understanding who evil people are. I think that, that, that movie is not on my recommend list. I watched it once. And I would recommend if you want to watch something that really peers into what evil men can look like. It's a Quentin Tarantino movie. Just take that for whatever that's worth. Yeah, that's... It is an interesting movie. It's an interesting look into the psychology of what a lot of people thought back then. And it's hyper-stylized. It's a little over the top. But it is one of the best written villains that you see. Because you understand this is a man. This is not a cartoon. This is a human. And he believes himself to be right. He Mm. believes what he's doing is just. And he thinks that he has to justify the ends via the means, or justify the means via the ends. And that's where he's going. That's why he's my favorite villain. Tell us your favorite villain in the comment section down below. We love you so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.